So what's interesting about it is it's like you don't have to be the natural extrovert to succeed. In fact, I think if you can get over the hump of that first couple of years in real estate, being an introvert actually helps you. Welcome to the Consistent and Predictable Income Community Podcast. The CPI methodology is the only system that teaches the proprietary process of CPI, which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Matt Johnson is a marketing agency founder, podcaster, and musician. Matt is the author of Microfamous and currently hosts the Microfamous podcast. In this live interview, Matt shared how an introvert can survive in real estate business. Tune in this brand new episode of the Consistent and Predictable Income Community Podcast for real estate agents. My name is Dan Roshan. I'm the host of the CPI Podcast, which is the real estate show designed to help top producing agents leverage and scale your business, allowing you to earn more money in less time for seasoned agents to help you get to the next level of stable income and for new agents to help you find the right way to freedom and money so that each of you can reach your potential as a person and as a real estate agent which means you'll have certainty in your future. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy the show. Hello, Consistent Predictable Income Community. I am Dan Roshan. I'm excited today to be joined with Matt Johnson from San Diego, California. Matt and I are going to talk about if it's possible, can an introvert survive in real estate? So if you're an introvert, this is the show for you. Welcome, Matt. How are you? I'm doing awesome, Dan. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here. You're welcome. I guess if you're an extrovert, I bet you'll get a nugget or two today as well. So, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yes. We're so, Matt, you're in, you're in San Diego, right? I am. I was a Midwest guy. I got into real estate back around the same time that actually Jeff Cohn from the T Building Podcast got in. We ended up working together years later down the road, but we didn't know each other back then. So, I've got a background in, in real estate. Started a team back then. Uh, there was a couple things I liked about it, but I did not like everything. I liked the marketing and team building side of like the real estate team world. So that okay. really stuck with me. So yeah, I chased the dream as a musician for about five years and then got back into real estate kind of in a roundabout way by working at an, an agency that did a lot of video and email marketing for some of the top agents around the country. That brought me out to San Diego, which is where I am now. So yeah, I get to live in, uh, live in an amazing place and, and built what I would call kind of like the introvert's dream business. Right. So uh, I, I basically sell one one thing to one type of person, which allows me to have a very systematic, predictable, consistent business, which I love. Right. And uh, so I run the team in a handful of hours a week. Basically, Tuesday morning meetings is about all it takes for me. Book any calls afternoon. Uh, Mondays are entirely blocked out most of the time, unless I'm doing something like this. Uh, half my Thursdays are blocked out completely. And that's how I was able to write the book and do some of the other things that I'm excited about, like make music in my spare time. So, yeah, I've essentially built a business around my personality as an introvert, which led me to sharing kind of what I've done and, and how that works and how other people can, can emulate that. So you mentioned a book there, Matt. I know that we're not going to talk a lot about that today, but can you share the title of your book, please? Yes, it's Microfamous. And the tagline is how to become famously influential to the right people, which anybody can. I wrote that book for like business coaches, consultants, thought leader types that are out there and want to build like build a name for themselves to get more clients. But all the principles I see at work in 
Greg Harrelson's real estate business and Jeff Cohn and Lars Hedenberg and Michael Hellix and like all the people that I, I worked with over the years, I see those same kind of principles at work in their real estate business. So we can talk about kind of how to apply those same things. But uh, yeah, the book that I wrote is just about how to select and choose the right people to serve and then really dial in everything about your marketing to attract that person so that when you walk into a room filled with those people, you are famously influential to them. You are famous, you are well-known, and you're influential in the sense that you can get them off the couch and moving and taking action when you tell them to do something, as opposed to it just kind of rolling off like water off a duck's back when you ask them to do something. So I think that's, uh, for most of us, that's probably what we want. We want to be well-known to the right people. And when we recommend that they do something, they actually listen to us and they go do it, <laughs> right? Uh, there's nothing worse than being a listing agent when your client won't listen to you. Well, that would be a true statement. Uh, all right. So, so Matt, so are you an introvert? I am. I'm in, uh, so there's a few different types. You've got ambiverts, you've got, you know, really extreme introverts. I'm kind of in the middle. Um, I'm what I would call an extroverted introvert. So like, I can turn it on. So I can go to an event. I can do happy hour for about an hour and a half. I can hang in there. I can have really good conversations. And then I want to go take a nap. Right. <laughs> uh, I remember Michael Hellickson told me one time he did back when he was really rolling in like the early 2000s, he would do like 10 listing appointments in a day and he'd yeah. be hand dialing cold calls from the car while driving in between appointments. That is insane to me. Right. Like I couldn't do more than two listing appointments in a day. Like there's just there's just no way I don't have the people capacity for it. So I think there's a lot of introverts that feel the same thing, but we think something's wrong with us and we just have to kind of power through. Uh, and that's kind of what I, I hope to change by getting out there and talking more about this is there's there's actually nothing wrong with you as an introvert. You just have to learn to kind of build the business around the way that you are and the energy limits that you have because introverts are just different. Yeah, you're a lot like me, Matt, where I, on average, have about 500 uh, two-way conversations a week every single week of my life. Mm -hmm. And on Saturdays and Sundays, you better just leave me the heck alone. <laughs> <laughs> The biggest uh, animosity between my wife and myself is she'll book something on a Friday night and a Saturday night, and she's been doing this for 17 years, right? So we, we I, I still intend that we'll get aligned on this one, but I'm like, ah, yeah. ooh, I don't want to yeah. do that. <laughs> no, that sounds that sounds miserable. I am uh, I do everything the opposite of what most people do. So I, I live a couple blocks from like the bay, and the beach is like eight blocks that way. I go to the beach during the week. And okay. I avoid it like the plague on the weekends, right? It's go. just it's just two people. Like I I, go, I do everything the opposite. I don't go out at night on the weekends. I go to happy hour on the weekdays. Uh, yeah, it's just I I, I try to do things when uh, there's less less friction and less people involved because yeah, it just draws my energy down faster and it makes the experience a little less enjoyable for me. All right, so if someone if a if a listener or viewer right now feels that people take energy from them or mm -hmm. they can interact with people for a limited amount of time and then they need a nap. Yeah. What would, what advice would you give to them for them to be able to be successful in real estate sales? Well, and we can dive into the specifics, but there's one thing I wanted to share first that really hit me hard. I just released a podcast episode of Microfamous about it. I think it was last Thursday it came out. So I was talking to a fellow introvert who's in real estate, Barry Karch, and uh, he was having a conversation with Jay Papasan, who co-wrote all of Gary Keller's stuff, right? And did a whole bunch of training stuff for KW. So Jay said, many, if not the majority of the top agents and especially team leaders in the KW system are introverts. And I was like, whoa, when I heard that, that floored me. Because I, I knew, I, you know, I knew some of them were the, you know, Lars Hedenberg, Lance Loken, you know, like I knew, I knew of guys like that. Greg Harrelson is another good example. He's not with KW, obviously, but natural introvert. So what's interesting about it is, 
I think the first thing to kind of get like get through to any introvert is that it's not it's like you don't have to be an extra like you don't have to be the natural extrovert to succeed. In fact, I think if you can get over the hump of that, that first couple years in real estate, being an introvert actually helps you. Now, I think there's a lot of introverts that get into real estate that don't make it past that first couple of years, right? They can't for various reasons, they don't want to reach out to their existing database. For reasons we can talk about they're maybe not as good at picking up the phone cold calling in some cases, although that's what I did when I first jumped in. So everybody's a little bit different. But what I've noticed is that once you hit past a certain point, and then if your goal is to then build like a seven figure predictable, consistent real estate business, being an introvert is extremely helpful. Because what you don't do is rely on your own energy to just run, 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 run from meeting to meeting all the time. You have to take a step back and go, I've got three or four hours of that in me today. So what am I going to build today? That means I, have to, I get to do less of that tomorrow. It almost forces you down a path of building systems in your business if you're an introvert, which is really, really good, right? I mean, if you know top team leaders, you know that that, like, that is the process. Actually, the extroverts have the hardest time doing that because they're so used to just feeding off the energy of going from one thing to another that they find themselves not ever taking the time to step back, take a deep breath, and build a system that actually makes their job tomorrow easier, if that makes sense. It's more about the ability to be able to think of what do I need and whether that be systems or people, Mm -hmm. what do I need in my world so that I can do less of that? Yes. And then as I'm doing less of that, then that forces me to be more intentional, intentional to leverage greater, to rely on systems, to rely on people, within my organization to be able to succeed at a higher level. Is that what I hear you saying, Matt? hundred percent. Yeah. I think if you, uh, as an introvert, if you get to know yourself better and you start to accept the fact that you have kind of a, I would call it a social capacity, almost like an energy level inside you. And it's just like a, the iPhone battery. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, gonna, so like, it's like a battery. It's like yeah. a battery life. Yeah. Yes. And the more you're around people, the more that goes down. Now, the, yeah. the exception for introverts is we're actually really good at having like deep one-on-one conversations that that does kind of sometimes fill our energy tank back up, especially when it's someone that we really enjoy. And if yeah. you can run across clients like that, amazing, right? But for the most part, being for introverts, being around clients is different than being around family and friends. It's just automatically going to drain your energy. So I think, um, I think one of the big, uh, one of the big things you can do as an introvert is kind of look at your schedule and look at all the things that require you to be interacting with people that draws down that energy. And I think you'd probably be shocked at how much time that is. If you're successful anyway, you're having a lot of calls, a lot of prospecting, maybe a lot of client meetings, client calls, right? You're constantly either, you're really never off the clock. If you're like an active rainmaker type agent for an introvert, that's extremely draining. Even if you're not actually on the phone, the fact that the phone is sitting there and you have an obligation to pick it up when it rings, that like that takes up mental space, right? It just, it draws that energy down. Uh, It's one of the reasons why I, I try to stuff all of my business meetings into the morning so that once noon hits, I'm like mentally free and my time is mine to do what I want with. Because I know what it's like to have a call in two hours and your mind is just, it's like a constant hum in the background, right? Of just being mentally prepared, embracing yourself for that one last appointment of the day. All those things draw your energy down. So once you set a boundary on it and you go, okay, I've got about four hours of people time, you know, in me per day. And that means that has to include the time I spend on social media, talking with people, talking with prospects, client meetings, client calls, update calls, dealing with other agents, like all that stuff kind of has to go into that that bucket. I love the way you just said that, Matt, dealing mm-hmm. with other agents. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Freudian slip. Of the yeah, time. I got it. Man. I got yeah, it. Yeah. 
not not so much yeah not, not <laughs> lovingly communicating no it's dealing yes it's dealing with other agents um but if you can stuff that all into as much as possible one compact group of time and then when that chunk of time is over you kind of mentally disconnect and unplug that's really good for introverts the problem is the challenge i should say is the only way to really do that is you've got to have systems in the business right you can't have a rainmaker style always on always available business and unplug really ever hey there it's dan excuse me for interrupting my own show i just wanted to do so because i wanted to share with you i was having a conversation with one of my buyer's agents lucia the other day and she was sharing with me she had a client that wrote an offer in today's market on 12 different homes and she did actually end up getting the, uh, the last offer accepted so they didn't go and rent but maybe right now you may be in that same situation and maybe you in that same situation they did end up renting. And I know that that can be like, that can just suck. Well, let me tell you, since 2008, there hasn't been a single month that I've missed a closing in real estate sales on an average of 10. And I want to share with you in the last one year, I've taken 79 listings by attending 93 listing appointments. I don't say that to brag. I say that to share with you that I know how to take listings in today's market. And I want to invite you, if you want to learn how to take listings in today's market, to join me at the 5-Day Listing Challenge coming up. You can visit www.5daylistingchallenge.com and learn how to take listings in today's market without having to cold call, door knock, or beg. That's www.5daylistingchallenge.com. Now, back to the most awesome real estate show ever. CPI real estate podcast. Would you agree, Matt, that always on agent can be really, really successful to a limitation. And the yeah. one that you're describing, that's able to create those systems, be able to create the people around them, be able to spend, you know, from nine to noon on a daily basis mm -hmm. in a focus area that they are the ones that get to that, you know, at that next level to that, the highest of high levels. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. Because I remember years ago having calls with um, kind of consulting calls with uh, with agents. And a lot of the agents from the Mike Ferry world have this where they go, oh, man, I'm going to double my business next year. I'm like, great. How? And they're like, well, uh, uh, more calls, I'm like double the calls, double the yeah. number of calls. Like, well, um, but I'm also going to increase my conversion percentage. I'm like, double? You're going to double your conversion. You're, you're, you're going to literally get twice as good on the phone. It's like, well, and when, when it really comes down to it, it's like, well, you're going to grow your business about 10% because you're, maybe you'll do 10% more calls. And maybe you'll boost your conversion percentage by a couple of ticks up. It's not a realistic goal, right? Because yeah, the people that are really good at that are more likely to be successful right out of the gate. And they're also more likely to be that person that hits the ceiling and never breaks through, right? Sure. Little tiny incremental improvements here and there, a good year, a bad, you know, and they kind of hover around that same point. Which is a good, which a good being, level oftentimes. Oftentimes that's a yeah. good level. I mean, yeah, a lot of times they're they're making multi six figures and, sure. and they're happy, right? Yeah. I was never going to be happy with that. Like I was only going to be happy. Like once I saw like people like Jeff Cohn running, like netting a million dollars a year off their real estate team working one day a week. I'm like, that's the model I'm running. That's right? like a billion dollars or I'm not doing it. <laughs> Uh, something like that. Yeah. Like I was not happy with having basis. a cap on my income based on my own performance. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So Matt, what do you see the biggest challenge? You know, so we understand sort of like, okay, here's how you can access to that, that level of success. 
you know, and if you're an introvert, then, hey, you know what? You may be in the very, very best position. What challenge do you see gets in the way for an introvert's success? Well, so I think right now the biggest one is social media. You know, okay. if, if, you, if you're the type of introvert that can pick up the phone and cold call, you're, you're OK. But obviously that's it. That's getting harder. It's getting more difficult by the year. We all know that that's at some point going to be either culturally or governmentally regulated out of existence. Right. So like every, everybody is kind of going to, OK, well, what's what's the answer? And, and the answer used to be, you know, 15 cent pay-per-click leads. Right. Well, now that doesn't exist anymore. Well, the answer used to be SEO and, and get on getting on the first page and that doesn't exist anymore. It's like, OK, so I think a lot of agents are turning to social media going, OK, well, this is how I this is like the new cold calling, like just reaching out and building relationships on social media. And they're right. The problem is social media has basically decided they don't want introverts. And I'll explain what I mean. So if you look at what's happened with social media over the last couple of years, the things that used to work, the things that Gary V made work five and 10 years ago don't work anymore. So even Gary V himself is spending six figures a month on paid advertising from what I hear behind the scenes. Okay. And there's even talk that maybe he gets a kind of cheating cheat code organic reach boost by those companies because he's basically a, a salesperson for them telling everybody and their mom they should be on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, whatever the last thing is, right? So everybody's looking at social media going, well, it must be uh, Gary V's doing it. So that, uh, it, that must be the way to do it. The problem is you don't know what's going on behind the scenes with Gary V. He has 19 people last I heard on his brand content team. So if you'd like to go the Gary V route, by all means, be my guest, get ready to hire some people, right? Get ready to hire some college interns and supervise those 19 year olds. Um, so the problem with social media, so th there's two big trends that I've seen that's, that's happened. So they have really shifted to where they want two things from us, which is real-time content creation and real-time engagement. So they want us on our phones. They want us creating the content organically from the phone. They don't want us creating it in Photoshop or Canva and posting it. They don't want us scheduling stuff for two weeks from now. They don't want any of that, right? Instagram kind of goes back and forth on whether it even allows you to schedule stuff in advance, right? On what tools they allow you to use. And you can see it in the, what would you call it? The, like the, what was the last big social media craze we had, right? It's Clubhouse. So they went, oh man, all the coaches and consultants were all raving about Clubhouse. It's amazing, amazing, amazing. They get like 7 million downloads of the app in February. Like two months later, it's like under a million downloads, right? Just whoo, fell off. Yeah. Is that, is that still a thing right now? <laughs> I don't know. There, I think I for mean, some I, people. I, I'm asking. I never, I, I chose a no on that one only because. I, I chose a no too. Yeah. Every extrovert I knew, super excited about it. And now even the extroverts I know are kind of like, meh, I, I stopped spending time there. Uh, sure. But the, I think the bigger lesson from the rise of Clubhouse is the fact that it was all real time, right? It was like being a virtual networking event. You had to show up, you had to be there, you had to talk, you had to interact. It was all real time. TikTok is the same way. They want it as close to real time as possible. And if you want your content to spread, not only do you have to create the content in real time, then you have to engage and talk to people as much as in real time as possible. So there was a, there was a slide that came out years ago that showed how Gary Vee has built his entire daily schedule around when social media posts go out so that he is available and on his phone to personally interact and engage with people when content goes out. Got it. Okay. He literally has to build his entire day around when he engages with people on Snapchat. That's not for most agents that I know, especially like the digital introverts, the people that don't want to share all their private life on social media, they have zero interest in doing that. But they're looking at that going, man, that seems to be like the only option. Right. That drains it's, my it's, battery just listening to it, by the way. Uh, yes. Like, like it drains, me having it to be available. Like I post on social media often, yet mm. it's on my terms. Yes. Right. And so that seems as though if I'm putting myself into a box to say, well, I'm going to have to be available for these segments of time. And, and I'm not, 
that doesn't excite me at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it does not excite me either. But if you want to make social media work for you, that's what you got to do because that's what the social media companies have decided they want. So essentially their message to all of us is, look, you either become an extrovert or become irrelevant. And I think that's what most introverted agents and, and team leaders are dealing with. They're looking at the landscape going, man, leads are getting more expensive. They've never been more expensive and they seem to never get cheaper. They always go up. It's harder than ever to reach people on social media. So that's not really a great option. So it's like, well, what do I do? Do I get everybody back on the phones again? Do I go hard on referral strategy? And, and everybody has an opinion on what works. And, and to an extent, all of them are right. But I do think we're getting kind of like, let's say the last 20 years was kind of an aberration in, in real estate, right? We had between the rise of pay-per-click all the way to Zillow and now to kind of social media. And now I think we're coming back around to the things that have always worked and still work. But social media allows us to kind of softly keep in touch with people without having to pick up the phone call, which for introverts is great. Sure. Right. We, we love that. We love that part of social media. So I think if you I think if we shift our ideas of putting content out there with the expectation that if we just pump enough content out there, people will reach out and say, hey, let's get together like that just doesn't really exist anymore. You've got to be willing if you're going to do that, you've got to be willing to put the content out there and then turn it into a conversation that turns into a phone call that turns into an appointment. And that's where I think most agents kind of lose the social media battle is they're not willing to do that in between step of, like you said, those 500 little small one-to-one -one conversations throughout the day. Now, I think with introverts, the, uh, the key to making that work long-term is just compartmentalizing it, having some dedicated time during the day when you are available, active, and engaged, if you choose probably to be. Probably first thing in the morning. Would Maybe first be, thing. Yeah, when yeah. you have the high energy. Exactly. And Whatever that is for you. Be, you know, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, and you're thinking that I, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I have to do that. That may mm -hmm. that Yeah, may it can ruin your morning, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you if you're if you're that much not a fan of it, uh, don't and then don't really enjoy it, then get it out of the way first thing in the morning. And then at some point, say like, oh, great, I've had my social time. Now I'm going to shut it off and I'll come back to it tomorrow morning. And there's a bunch of other stuff that you can do, uh, including just going straight to the social media companies and running ads, right? Facebook ads still work. You know, Craigslist stuff still works. Like there's a whole bunch of things that still work that are leverageable. Uh, but I think for the average agent, they're being pressured to go the Gary Vee route. And that I think if they understood that that only really works for the half the population that's super extroverted like Gary Vee is, they could stop beating themselves up over being the person that it doesn't work for. That, that's what I see a lot. And that it's a shame to see it. And I've been there. I've been the person that beats myself up for, for not making that work until I realized why it wasn't working. It's because social media doesn't give me anything back. It gives Gary V energy back. He gets energy from being engaged, from creating content. I don't, right? Yeah. It's all a drain. You already know, 87% of all real estate agents fail in this business. And you also know, doesn't have to be that way. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income, I invite for you to get your free copy of Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, consistent and predictable income for real estate agents. And you can do so when you visit www.therealestateevolution.com. I'll share with you your book that I authored to show you the way and it's free you just have to pay for the shipping thanks one of the concepts that we teach in the cpi community is the fact that to take your god-given unique skill 
to mm-hmm. take to take what you are destined to be, who you're destined to be, and embrace that. Yeah. And so what I see is when people think that they have to be forced out of being who they're intended to be because Clubhouse just came out. Right. Okay. And it's like, okay, that's that's the new greatest thing. But if but sometimes we feel as though if we have to now participate in that because it's the you know the invoke thing, yet if that doesn't resonate with you, I'm a firm believer, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Find what does resonate with you and then do that on steroids. Yes. And that would be true of extroverts and introverts. It doesn't, you know, for everybody. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, Dan Sullivan calls it unique ability. We we all have it, whatever you want to call it. I'll give you a good example. So I had one entrepreneurial example growing up, which is my dad who pastored a church, started like did a couple of church plants when I was younger, right? What was interesting about it, so I didn't know anybody that went to college. We were dirt poor. I know many and nobody went to college in my family. I didn't know anybody that ran a business. I didn't know anybody that even started college, let alone finished it. Like so, like, like I had no business examples, right? But what I did have is a dad who started churches. I, I had that model in my background of, of the fact that you can you can run it any way you want to. Like my dad built those those churches off of his personality as an introvert. And I didn't yeah. realize it until years later that that was kind of my model in the back of my head that was so ingrained in me from growing up around that. And I ended up building a business off that, off a very similar model. Like I work in my home. I don't have any team members in California anymore. Uh, all my team members are scattered across the U.S. and across the world. We get together on Zoom. Like everything is like I've built the entire structure of my business to suit my personality, just like my dad built the way the church ran off of his personality. How often do you How often do you meet on Zoom with your team members? Uh, so weekly without fail, we get the whole, the key members of the team. And then depending on what else we need to do, we'll have uh, additional meetings or check-ins throughout, but mostly it's a one, one hour team meeting per week because everything is so systematized in the business, which goes back to kind of knowing exactly who we serve and only doing one thing for them that we don't need a thousand different systems. We just need one really good system for producing the one result that we do. So it's really easy to get everybody on the same page. Everybody knows what metrics they're accountable for. They report those metrics in. We talk about whether they're hitting them or not. All that is inspired by the stuff that I watched Jeff Cohn, Lars Hedenberg, Greg Harrelson do in their teams. What would you say, Matt, the biggest, I hesitate to say this word. um, I'll say it with quotation marks. The biggest failure, and then outside the quotation marks, or learning opportunity Mm -hmm. that uh, that you've had in your career? That's a great question. I would say choosing to shut down the real estate team back in the day. So in 07, we had a whole bunch of people that were expired listings that they were putting their home on the market because they they felt like they could get a certain price. And then when the market softened up, they're like, ooh, I don't know. The home down the street just sold for 20 grand less than I'm listed for. Like, "Eh, maybe I should pull my home off the market. At the time, I didn't have the love for the day-to-day of the business. I loved the marketing and the team building and I hated everything else. So I chose to get out of the business and, and chase the dream as a musician. So for a long time, I considered that my biggest failure. What's interesting is I literally just wrote something up like a writing assignment for one of my mentors. I just did it this weekend and I was talking about that exact thing. So the timing of this is really good because what I realize now that I didn't then is now I know exactly what my unique ability is. I didn't then. So I didn't know how to win in real estate. I knew how to follow what other people told me to do. So I bought a coaching program and I picked up the phone and I called expireds. Then when I got what I thought I wanted, I realized, oh my God, these are terrible clients and I have no idea what to do with them, (laughs) right? Um, But I didn't know that systems building was my superpower. 
I didn't, I didn't hadn't tapped into that yet to even know that that was an option. Right. And so instead of applying those skills to build a better mousetrap, basically to get me a different type of client that I really enjoyed, I just thought, oh, the problem is me. I'm not, I'm not the type of person that picks up the phone and cold calls. I should just get out of the business. If I would have realized then what I know now, I'd still be running a real estate team to this day. Maybe because it seems as though you've had a very successful career otherwise, and perhaps that could be your greatest success of your career. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm believe yeah. me, perfectly fine with the way things turned out. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. much happier living by the beach in San Diego than running a real estate team in Omaha, Nebraska. You know, uh, Matt, I, I say often that if I did not sell, so I'm in the Washington DC metropolitan area in Northern Virginia. Yeah. And if I did not sell homes here, my next choice would be San Diego. <laughs> I can tell you that that would hey, be, man, the it can only still other be the market choice. In the, that's the only other market in the world that I would consider selling homes. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the, uh, but probably not Omaha. Uh, and those no, of you listening from Omaha, we love you too. <laughs> we do love you too. <laughs> so, so Matt, so what, what really makes you tick? It goes back to the systems building thing. That is what makes me tick. I really enjoy that. Um, that's something it, it's just like, once I realized that that was my unique ability, I went all in on it. So that's one of my favorite things to do behind the scenes is to work and build systems in the business. So here, here's what's funny is I hired a, a guy last year to help me build out kind of a biz dev, just kind of expand on the relationship building stuff that we do okay. and it's stuff that I've done for years, kind of just myself. And I wanted to more systematize it and kind of get my team involved and maybe build a, a more formal process around it. And he's so good that I have to let him do his thing and I can't help him build the system anymore. So he's hired the biz dev rep that we have now. He trained him. Uh, we need a new researcher, like an, an additional researcher to help un uncover more potential clients. I put up the ad, but he's the one screening the, the applications and doing the hiring. So like, it's super hard for me because I just want to dive in and build that system. And I'm like, nope, he's really good at it. I'm going to let him do it. And it's one of the hardest things ever because I just want to jump in and override everything and just do it just because I enjoy doing it. So that, that is the thing that makes me tick. So um, my mentor once asked me uh, if I could get the same result, the same income, the same lifestyle without having to have a team, right? I wouldn't have to lead anyone. I could just be like a highly paid assassin consultant, right? Uh, would I do it? And I said, no, because that's how much I enjoy having systems and people in my life. I love, I love that part of it. So that's what makes me tick. Yeah. I think there's a second reason that I would consider as a, as a no to that answer as well, or that question as well, which is what happens if I don't want to go to work? <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because if it's only me and I don't have the systems and I don't have the people, then I don't get paid if I don't go to work. So that that's a, another reason that I would share a no to that question as well. Yeah. And, and I would wholeheartedly agree. There's a lot of, you know, like, like the, the traditional real estate coaching kind of uh, ecosystem is all based around individual performance, right? Like you get up in the morning and everything is, everything in your life is optimized to make you perform better. Uh, I'm the exact opposite, not because I don't want to perform, but because I want other people's performance and the systems in the business to be what makes the business succeed. And then I come over the top and continually optimize and make the systems better so that we get better and better results over time. And what that allows me to do is just a couple of focused hours a day in the business, not only keeps the business humming, it actually, it actually pushes the business forward and makes the business better. So what I don't get a lot in my life is the sense that I used to get of spending 40, 50 hours a week, just treading water, then trying to spend another 
five or 10 hours a week on top of that, pushing your life forward. And that is a sucky feeling to have of just treading, like for anyone that's like me and you, if we're like, just, we always want to have that like forward momentum in life, treading water is like the worst feeling. Oh goodness. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, just, just makes me sick. Just thinking about it. Um, so if you have systems and people in your business and they're doing a lot of the, like the stuff that isn't worth your time to do, it allows you to put your best mental energy and emotional energy and focus into stuff that pushes the business forward. And that is an amazing feeling. And I learned that from watching one of my mentors at my old agency, just have this stupid little notebook around of projects he was working on throughout the week. And I used to roll with, roll into him with the office and we worked together in the mornings and then he'd go home in the afternoon and take a nap. Um, but very, very introverted like me. I, I know your mentor and I know he likes to be at home by 2 p.m. He, he does. He does. You know exactly <laughs> who I'm talking about. So I used to see him uh, at the at the end of the morning. He'd have like one thing crossed off of that that notebook. And uh, there's there's seven other things on the, on the notebook. Now, my my personality is going, why don't you just work till five o'clock and do the other seven things on that notebook? He's like, no, no, this is a great day. It's like, I got one of those things checked off and tomorrow I'll get another one of those things. They, they all, because they all were things that weren't treading water. They were all things that were making some piece of the business better. And so he would wake up and just do things like that. And then he'd go home at, at two and it'd be a great day. I'm like, this is the way to live. This is way better than what I was doing. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm working my way towards that. I, I yeah. haven't quite gotten there yet. All right. So Matt, tell, tell us about your podcast. Yes. So, uh, so I host a couple, there's the micro famous podcast, which if you're in like, like Dan, you're in the coaching consulting leadership, thought leadership space. That's a great podcast. If you're on the introverted side, even if you know, you alluded to it earlier, even if you're an extrovert, you can learn a lot of stuff like this. I have clients like Jeff Cohn, who massive in-person extrovert, digital introvert. So if you're in that space too, that's a great podcast to listen to, because if, if you don't want to share all of your private life on social media, you're, you're what I would consider a digital introvert, even if you love people in person. And there's a lot of that too. So if you're that person, all the same principles apply to building your business because you don't want to be the Gary Vee of your space. So that's Microfamous. And then if you want to check out the real estate podcast that I co-host and launched years ago that kind of kicked this whole thing off for me, it's called Real Estate Uncensored. It's with Greg McDaniel, which is my amazing and partially insane co-host. It's called Uncensored because of him. And so that's a fun one. Uh, he's the sales call, cold call guy. He's got something like, 50 or 60,000 cold calls under his belt in the last seven or eight years or whatever. So we go back and forth because I'm the marketing guy and he's the sales guy. And we like to yell at each other and tell each other we're wrong, which is fun. And Matt, if you are that introverted entrepreneur thought leader and you want to learn more about how Matt Johnson can help you, how do I get in touch with Matt? Uh, easiest place is getmicrofamous.com. Uh, all my articles, podcast episodes, you know, the way to get a free digital copy of the book is there. Everything you can want uh, is all there. Awesome. Matt, thank you for your time today. God bless you and uh, good luck to you. CPI agents, have the best day of your life. Be grateful and make good choices. Thank you. Hate the feeling of missing out and not knowing where to start? Aside from grabbing a copy of the Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, we also encourage you to join our ever-growing group, the Consistent and Predictable Income Community. Apply for a membership on Facebook and visit us at thecpicommunity.com online to listen to our previous superstar interviews. This is Mitch Steven. You know, I had the pleasure of meeting and interviewing Dan Roshan. Dan is a top team leader in the D.C. area with Keller Williams. 
and he breaks down his journey. He's somebody that, you know, struggled for the first six months, like so many real estate agents do, and then something clicked. He helped me tremendously, specifically with creating systems in place. It's very important to have a process in place that works not just for you, but for also the client. If you are still listening, it is because you align with the CPI community. That means that you love to learn. You are ambitious, qualified, smart, and professional. Mostly, you will understand that you're in charge to design your life. If you do not want to wait until next week's show is posted, I invite you right now to visit www.thecpicommunity.com, which is the official website of the CPI community. There, you'll have access to eavesdrop on past conversations I've had with the top salespeople, business owners, and entrepreneurs. The content is free and there's no opt-in. If you really want to hit the ground running, I encourage you to apply on the homepage of thecpicommunity.com to become CPI certified. It is a compensated service, and those that have become certified have reported back that they have more than tripled their business sales and done so in 20% less time. The CPI certification is a part of the CPI curriculum, which is the blueprint where you will learn the proprietary process of CPI which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Lastly, I invite for you to share this podcast with others who are competitive, love to learn, assertive, relationship-based, self-starters just like you, so they can also benefit. And please leave us a rating or a review and subscribe now so that you'll be notified of the next show. Thank you again. I'll see you on the next show to your success.